Eric Paul's in here, gonna give you guys the picks for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. But first, before we get into that, make sure to leave a thumbs up or a like on this video. That does help 9to5 grow. I know a lot of people have been asking how they can help 9to5 grow. Well, that's kind of just the main way. If you guys want to as well, uh, leave a positive comment in the comment section below. That helps out, you know, the YouTube videos grow a lot. Um, in this video as well, I will be showing you guys two new data set points that I've added onto the 9to5 cheat sheet. I'm excited to get that to you guys. Then also, I will be going over the most optimal lineup approach for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I'm excited to get this information into you guys, so let's get it started. All right, so just going over kind of the course breakdown, if you guys want the more in-depth version of this breakdown, make sure to check out the Sunday uh, video that I posted. But real quickly, we can see that typically a higher caliber of player has been winning this event, and these guys have been in good form. They've been good model rank plays each and every you know, week. So it, it is one where we see less variance. It's a lot easier to predict. Typically, just speaking back on you know my history, PGA DFS-wise at this tournament, um, I've cashed three out of the last three years. So, you know, it is a little bit more predictable tournament. There's less variance to it. Uh, as we can see, I mean, just look at um, this graphic here. Winning score and cut line. Been very consistent. You know, minus 17 is most likely going to be the winning score. And the cut line is going to be right around one under par. So, you know, it's a little bit easier to predict when all that data stays the same. So we can look at, you know, what are going to be the key stats for this tournament. So based on players that have finished in the top 12 over the last four years, Bogey avoidance is a stat that I want to look at. Birdies to bogey ratio is a stat that I want to look at. Strokes gain approach, uh, ball striking, and part four scoring. Those are going to be the stats I'm looking at. If you guys want to look at scrambling, you can. Strokes gain T to green. Obviously, I like that, but that's including strokes gain off the tee, uh, strokes gain around the green, and strokes gain approach as well. So, um, you know, you can look at that. I'm fine with that. I'm going to be looking at it this week as well, but we get that basic breakdown. So let's get into which players are the top stat ranks uh, using those uh, data points. Oh, but first, let's see it. You guys see the updated information here? Um, let's zoom in a little bit. On, wait, let's do it. Uh, up there in that corner, you can see fantasy <laughs> points there and then the projected cut percentage as well so that's two new pieces of data that i've added into the cheat sheet for you guys for you nine to five members so we'll be able to look at that and reference that i'm excited to get that tool to you guys but um we'll touch on that throughout the video as well but let's look at the top stat rank plays for this tournament all right so the top stat rank play is actually going to be russell henley not really surprised and this guy's been playing great this year um ranks out really well across the board no real weaknesses in this game That'll be a play that we touched on a little bit later on. Justin Thomas, actually, wow. He's a guy that typically, not always the best at rank play, uh, given his price point, but he is looking like a solid play this week. Emiliano Grillo kind of burned me last week. I'll probably go back to the well with him this week. Um, good stat fit. Chris Kirk, casually. This guy's been tearing it up. I really don't get his price point this week. Uh, <laughs> just quickly, uh, no real weaknesses in his game right now. Got Webb Simpson right there. No surprise there. This guy has good course history. Won it last year and had a second place finish. He'll also be on the course history slide that we do. Uh, Ryan Palmer here. Yeah, I mean, 53rd is in bogey points. This is his lowest stat. Uh, Sam Burns, been a stud. Uh, no surprise there. And then we'll just look at uh, Russell Knox. That's a little bit shocking to me. Xander Schauffele, not a shock. But Russell Knox, casually been playing good golf. 
Top 10 stat ranked this week. That is a little bit shocking to me. And then rounding out the top 10, we've got John Rahm. we got Sanjay M. And then we got Harris English as well. So Harris English, um, nope. Strosky and approach is kind of lacking. Missed a cut last week. Didn't play that well. Uh, really struggled on the front nine uh of his first round uh but other than that you know not bad so those are the top 12 stat rank plays we can kind of get a good overall picture of those players so we'll go into course history here just to look at it so nate lashley and louis oosthuizen are both first and i'm guessing that's going to be because they both have like a yeah the third place finish here um for louis oosthuizen or for nate lashley in 2020 and then i'm guessing louis oosthuizen also has one of those finishes here yeah, in 2017 at third place finish. But Matt Kuchar, Matt Kuchar has really been Mr. Course History. So we got to pull it up here. Three straight or four straight finishes of T16 or better with three of those four being top 10 finishes. Excellent course history, but so does Hideki Matsuyama. Two-time winner at this course. Uh, most recently had a 16th and 15th place finish over those last two starts here. Absolutely great, but so is John Rahm. Uh, you know, his lowest finish over the last four years is T16 phenomenal uh we can keep going lower though um go down to ricky ricky has great course history here 37th last year not that good but first 11th and fourth place finish he's very comfortable here benny ann here huh ninth 20th 23rd and sixth place finish max home has good course history at sixth and 26th uh sunjay m good course history 34th and seventh place finish and then martin laird as well um 55th, 26th, 9th, and 7th place finish. So um, Harry Higgs, he played well uh, last year at this course. had a top 25 finish. So kind of rounds out the top 12. Let's get into the recent form ranked, and then we'll get into the picks for this week. All right, so just going over the players with the best recent form. We got Xander Shaw played there and also John Rahm, both guys who have two straight top 10 finishes. Uh, Justin Thomas, we'll see what he had. I believe it was a 3rd and a 12th place finish. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, Roy, uh, the 16th place finished last week. Max Homa, the guy, he's had three straight T21 or better finishes. Daniel Berger, after kind of the bad fall swing, or rough fall swing, I should say, he's really bounced back, had a 7th, a 10th, and a 23rd place finish. Ryan Palmer is a guy that we've been on a decent amount recently. 2nd, 4th, and uh, 41st place finish. Michael Thompson, a 5th, a 25th, and a 21st place finish. That was really shocking to me that he was top 10 in recent form, but this guy has been playing some great golf recently. And then Roy Sabatini as well, a 10th, a 12th, a 40th, and a 12th place finish. And then Wilson Torres there as well, a 7th, a 52nd, and you know, that's pretty strong. And then Matthew Wolf is here, but he did withdraw from the Farmers Insurance Open. We know he was not playing well there. So he gets knocked a little bit there. Uh, That'll be something that gets adjusted later on in the week once I um, factor in the withdrawals for those players recent form-wise. But let's get into the top picks for this week. So we'll start off with the high tier. And guys, the high tier is loaded. I'm going to be talking for a while with the high tier because there's just so many great plays. So the last, like, pretty much since the break, we've seen the top player be the best player on the model and it's really been tough to avoid them as a whole because they've just been such a standout play and i think the lowest finish for that player has been like eighth overall um so now this week we have a few players that really are just top-notch plays so john ron will start with him um just a great play so cut likelihood is 89 percent um it's got one of the best you know cut likelihoods he's a top 10 stat rank um great course history ninth 10th 11th 16th place finish Two straight T7 or, or better finishes. Looking at all of his stats, his stats are all lead strokes gain T to green, fifth, 
uh, total driving fifth, ball striking 16th, birdie to bogey ratio 25th. His only real knock is like his par four scoring and his bogey avoidance, but that's not bad. You know, 70 uh, being his worst at, that's not bad at all. Then we get to Xander. Xander's a good play as well. So Xander Schauffele here, uh, course history rank, he does get knocked a little bit because of that miscut in 2017. But since then, three straight T17 or better finishes. He's coming off of the second place finish last week where that's been a course that he struggled at, and he was able to really avoid the Friday cut sweats. He almost missed a cut on Friday, was able to make the cut, and then he had a great weekend. Um, and then just looking at his stats, top eight stat fit. Um, his only bad stat, which I think is a little bit of a worry, is ball striking, which is 66. I mean, that's not bad. Um but if he does somewhat struggle, I think we would look back to that. Every other stat that we're looking at is 43rd or better. Uh, Justin Thomas, he's another elite play. <laughs> great course history, great recent form. Uh, in 2020, third place finish. 2019, third place finish. 2018, 17th. And then a miscut. Uh, recent form-wise, third and second. Overall, he's a great stat fit, which to me, sometimes Justin Thomas just isn't a great stat fit compared to the rest of the players around him because he really doesn't have any weaknesses in this game he can kind of just make his game fit that type of course but his game right now is really geared up for this event one shocked me if he went out and won this week uh rory rory is playing this week for the first time over the last four years 16th place finish last week not the best half fit but once again with rory it's he's been playing difficult courses I mean, this is going to be still kind of a more difficult event so his stats are a little bit skewed as a whole um he has mentioned that He's been wanting to play in a tournament with fans. Well, he finally gets a, there's going to be right around like 5,000 fans. So we'll, we'll see if that really does help him out or not. Then Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson is an absolute elite play as well. First, 20th, miscut, and then the second place finish. Stat rank, top five. Good recent form. Fourth, 17th, and 37th place finish. It's really hard to decide which of uh, like those first five you should really be on the most because they're all kind of elite plays. I think I would choose to fade Rory, which I think we're going to have to do is just fade someone in this kind of top tier that we don't want to. And then even going a little bit lower, we got Hideki, who I really think Hideki is a great play. Three straight make cuts in a row uh, this season. Three straight make cuts at this tournament. He's a two-time winner at this tournament as well. Um, great um, tournament history here. Um, good stat rank as well. Uh, 34th, which you know could be a little bit better, but I'm not worried about that with Hideki. And then we got Daniel Berger as well. Top five rated in the model. Uh, when he's made the cut here, it's been a T11 or better finish. Now, he did miss the cut in 2019, uh, but he has good recent form as well. Seventh, a 10th, and a 23rd. Uh, top 20 stat rank. Kind of the same thing with John Rahm, where he doesn't really have any weaknesses right now. Um, but we are seeing with him that, you know, strokes can to the green, 68th, ball striking 44th, uh, par four scoring 43rd, bogey avoidance 67th, strokes can approach. 56 so no real strengths in this game just yet but these guys are all you know going to be strong plays and for me i think that there's a little bit of a drop off between burger to sun jm but still not a huge drop off um for me this week really does seem like DraftKings did a great job with their pricing kind of like they did last week where there's a lot of similar plays in the price point range where you're not going to be wrong for playing one of the guys it's just how right are you going to be? You need to be the most right of that player in that price point range. Because to me, all these players right here are just phenomenal plays. It's just about being more right in this price point range. We know the goal is to get six for six across the line. I think all those guys will make it. Now, I really like Sun JM as a play. Top 10 uh, in the model this week. 
Good course history. He's been making a ton of cuts. Uh, top 11 stat fit. I really like him as a play. Harris English as well. He's coming off of the miscut last week. Um, doesn't have the best course history here as well, but he's the top 12 stat rank. Ryan Palmer, horrible course history here, um, but really strong stat fit. Really strong recent form. Uh, and then we look at Will Zatoris here as well. You know, decent recent form, 7th and 52nd place finish, 21st stat rank play. You know, I don't mind him as a play as well, but for me, the high tier is just absolutely loaded. It's just about being more correct in that price point range. But with that being said, the mid tier here, it's not my favorite this week. I think I'm going to end up in the low tier a lot. You know, play two players in the high tier and end up in the mid or low tier more than I am the mid tier. So we'll show you guys kind of what I'm seeing here. So just looking at their cut likelihood, you know, nothing elite. No one really over 70%. Louis Oosthuizen is okay. Um, I don't really trust that too much. Brooks Kepka, no. I, I pro proposed the question last week. Like if Brooks Kepka was priced where he should be, which I thought would be right around Gary Woodland, right around Francesco Molinari, because, you know, he hasn't been playing good. And, you know, he hasn't really been a good stat rank for a while now. I just don't really trust it with, like, Brooks Kepka. Um I don't know why he's priced up this high as well. Again, it's just a lot of name value here. I'm just looking it over. He really shouldn't be. So we, we can see there. There's just not that many players to love here. Ricky, I'm fine with if you end up on him. Um, just not have been a good stat fit recently. Uh, recent form has been okay. You know, strong course history here, though. We'd be hanging our hat on that. Billy Horschel should be a good stat fit for this course. He's made four straight cuts at this tournament. You missed the cut last week, but you really weren't thinking that he would. He thought he'd be right around the cut line. Um, had re good recent form before that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a good tournament. Kind of the same thing with Gary Woodland. You know, if you were playing Gary Woodland last week, then you should play him this week again. It's, it's really as simple as that. Okay, guys? So if you were one of the guys that were really smashing Gary Woodland, play him again this week. It just makes the most sense. He has good course history here as well. If you think his form is really trending in the right direction there, if you took the risk last week, you would take the risk again this week with another made cut. And then... Russell Henley, I do like a decent amount. The thing with Russell Henley at this tournament is that when he's made the cut, he's played well. You know, T16 or better finishes, but he's missed the cut two out of four starts here in the last four years. Now, he is the best hat rank play this week, um, and I expect him to, you know, if he does make the cut, play well. He's like the ultimate GPP play. Don't play him in cash, but he makes a ton of sense as a, you know, high-risk, high-reward GPP play. Uh, Siwoo Kim coming off the missed cut. He's an okay play. And then Brian Harmon. You know, he's had okay tournament history here as well. Three out of four make cuts at this tournament. Uh, been in decent recent form as well. Made three straight cuts in a row. Top 36 staff. It wouldn't surprise me if he makes the cut. He's like the ultimate shoulder shrug play where, you know, this 2021 season, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he goes on and wins because there's no reason that we should really end up on him as a play. But that's kind of how this season has went. It's like a player that you shouldn't really be on but you don't really hate. Has been playing well. I don't know. It's just been a weird year for in terms of winners. But we get into the low two where we get much better quality of plays. I mean, this is insane, guys. So we'll pull it up. Max Homa just right off the bat. Um, not a good stat rank, but he is in good recent form and does have good course history. A sixth and then 26th place finish. You know, three straight T21 or better finishes on the season. A horrible stat fit, but he's been playing better recently, so I don't think we have to worry about that too much. Corey Connors, I like again this week. Corey Connors has been on a tear. He made the cut here last year with a 45th place finish. Overall, top 26 stat fit. You look at his ball striking, top 15 in that. You know, we're 
kind of hanging our hat on that, but you know, I think that's going to be the most key stat. And you know, he's playing well there. Um, Carlos Ortiz, another strong play here. So Carlos Ortiz, good recent form. He's really checking all the boxes. You know, top twenty-one stat fit. His really only weakness is stroke skin approach, where he ranks one fifty-nine. But every other stat is pretty solid. Twenty-fifth um, place finish here last year. Uh, made cut in twenty nineteen. Recent form, 29th, 14th, 37th, 8th. You know, he's really checking all the boxes this week. Going to be tough for me not to play him a decent amount. Sam Burns, fine play, good staff fit. Doesn't have good course history here, but he's a guy where he's a good staff fit. Wouldn't surprise me if he goes off and has a good week. Um, Henrik Norlander, that's way too much of a price point jump for me, but we're looking at Chris Kirk. Projected fantasy points, 93, with a projected likelihood of making the cut of 66, which is clearly the best in his price point range. Chris Kirk, to me, is kind of a standout play. Now, the only knock that he really gets is his miscut last year. But before that, 50th, 11th, and 34th place finish. We kind of know what was going on with Chris Kirk there in 2020. Kind of a sad story. I'm glad that his career has rebounded from, you know, that addiction. And I'm glad that he was able to recover from that. So I kind of give him a pass with that 2020 start. But really, since then, been phenomenal, guys. Um Recent form has been great. 16th, 2nd, 46th, um, 18th place finish. Stat fit. This is shocking to me. 31st in strokes into the green. Ball striking, 45th. Total driving, 14th. Par 4 scoring, 12th. Braided to bogey ratio, 14th. Bogey avoidance, 10th. Strokes gained approach, 23rd. I mean, just really strong there as well. Um, go a little bit lower. Adam Hadwin has been playing better over his last two starts. It wouldn't surprise me if he does make the cut. Rory Sabatini, um, good recent form, like I said. Um, not the best course history. I don't really want to play him this week. Um, John Hutt, I mean, what's going on? Does DraftKings hate this guy? I mean, honestly, what is going on here? Another tournament where he's made the cut four straight years. Now, he doesn't have that like really high upside finish that we want to see, but still, a 38th and a 34th place finish, not bad, recent form-wise. He fell off last week. Um, at the you know tougher, longer track, which I kind of thought he would. Now, I thought he, he wouldn't fall off as much as he did, but he played well overall as a whole. Really just sucked the last two rounds. Maybe it was the weather getting to him, but still, recent form-wise is there. 65th, 21st, 20th, and 12th place finish over his last five starts. Strong stat fit. Really no weakness in his game right now. Top 14 stat fit. Top 10 in the model this week. I mean, eventually... He's going to hurt us, but he's looking like he's going to be the Harris English for us of last year where DraftKings, for some reason, just keeps pricing him a little bit too low. And, you know, we just kind of have to keep playing him. Um, we'll keep looking here. Not many quality plays except for Pat and Gazire down here this low. I really do like as a play as well. He's made three out of four cuts here at this tournament. A 31st place finish in 2018. I've been strong recent form. 53rd place finish, 7th, 32nd, and the 10th place finish. Stat fit wise, 31st, which is okay, but we dial it in a little bit more. We see he's really hitting the ball well. He's not making that many bogeys. You know, top 21 in ball striking, uh, top 23 in total driving, 24th in par 4 scoring, 23rd in bogey to bogey ratio. Birdie's a bogey ratio, and then 44th in bogey avoidance. He is pointing to a guy at this price point range that should make the cut. He's kind of almost checking all the boxes as well, had it not been for that missed cut in 2019. For this price point range, I really like it. For a guy that's projected you know, to make the cut at right around 60%, that's really strong to me. Um, then just kind of touching on Michael Thompson as well. Um, 
just to show you guys. Yeah, good recent form, but really that's where it comes to an end. He could make the cut. I mean, just this should be a course that fits his game. Then we'll go into the value tier. The value tier is okay. It's a lot better than last week for me, where it's really Justin's uh, or that was it. But once again, value tier wise, four nine to five has been insane. Um, our top value play dating back to like I think three months has made the cut each week. So that's been great. But yeah, getting to the values here. You know, Matt Jones, I don't mind as a play. Um, he's a decent value play at this price point range. Um, made cut and missed cut for his course history. Uh, decent recent form, you know, four straight make cuts in a row with the 21st and 11th place finish, top 40 stat fit. He's a guy to me that I think will make the cut. Have him ranked as top 35 in the model. James Hahn um, hasn't been playing well recently exactly, but. This is a course that he has played well at. Um, he's a top 15 stat rank, so he's a guy where I would take the risk um, GPP-wise. Stuart Sink and Kevin Stroman, kind of similar plays to me in this price point range where if they make the cut, it's not going to surprise me, but Stuart Sink, much better stat fit. Um, you know, he's made his last two cuts in a row on tour. It, it, it won't shock me if he has a good week this week. Uh, Kevin Stroman, I kind of feel like this is just a good course for him, although kind of okay, not the best, not the best course history here but i kind of expect him to make the cut i feel like my boy nick taylor is going to make the cut here as well but you know these are all plays that you don't really want to bet on let's see let's just sort it by projected cut likelihood to see who's up there cameron tringali okay this is a little bit surprising so course history is not good um but stat rank is really strong good recent form eighth 18th place finish, 56th and third place finish. That's really strong. You know, good stat rank. So he's obviously getting elevated because of his recent form and his um, stat rank. And then we look at Austin Cook. Austin Cook, you know, has missed two out of three cuts here, but had a 31st place finish in 2018. He's been making a ton of cuts this season. Um, decent stat rank as well. So for me, I won't really be shocked if Austin Cook goes out and has a good week this week as well. But really, to me, that's it. You know, Harry Higgs I'd be kind of fine with, but that's about it for me for this video. My boy Steve Stricker, though, shout out to him for making the cut last week. I mean, that's shocking. That's a long track. And he was able to make the cut and you know, not finish dead last after that. Four players that made the cut. Good for him there, just in general, for the for the old timer. But yeah, that's really it for those plays. So let's get into that lineup builder, most optimal lineup just based off of the average points. So right now, that's what we have. I think Tuesday evening is when this gets updated from projected fantasy points, which will be my projected fantasy points, I think, this week. And then um you can set the ownership for yourselves, but we'll just run it real quick. Just based off the averages, we'll do, you know, 20 lineups here. Just see which is the best lineup based off the averages. I think it's f something fun to look at. And like this week, I think like this will be a decent lineup. You got a little bit of uh, uh course history issues here with uh, Sink and Palmer. Uh, but overall, you know, I would be fine with this. And I mean, this is how simple th this lineup optimizer can be for you guys to use. So if you guys want to check it out, but I mean, these are decent lineups as a whole. A little bit too much uh, cash. Um, variance there, like with Will Zatoris and uh, Palmer there, but not bad at all. Just see. And locked in 95% of Will Zatoris, 95% uh, of Palmer, 90% of JT. Stewart Sink and Loves. I don't know if I exactly trust that. Obviously, it's because of his uh, good fall swing there.
But yeah, that's the video I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a fun video. I'm going to continue to make these. Obviously, have the core plays video coming for you guys tomorrow. And then make sure to be there for the Wednesday live stream as well. That's been a lot of fun kind of uh, since the break as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. If you guys want to join 9to5Nation, use all the tools that are available for you guys. It's $10 a month. Best value in PGA DFS, really. There's no reason that you shouldn't be um using those tools at nine to five by now so definitely check that out all right guys we're out and as always let's keep going